When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 9.33 9.33 here on SENZ. Uh, John from Christchurch, first cab off the rank this morning. John, good morning to you, and I guess congratulations. Yeah, cool. Thanks, me. I was actually at the airport yesterday when they came in, so it was quite cool to see all that and things. So just want to set a couple of things straight. So I'm a senior referee, um, and Ben O'Keefe, I thought, had quite a good game. You know, you can't boo him for things and... So I thought the yellow cards were good, were, were the right call, especially Sam Keynes. Um, and also in regards to, you know, um, Damien McKenzie. Mate, he was nearly at the back of our line-out. He was that far offside. Hell's teeth. And, and he started they, to run even before the ball was thrown in. Uh, do they... You know, don't... Sorry, Smitty? I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, John. Um, do you see when you're watching a game of rugby? How often do you see that happen, though? I mean, you know, we see that that long throw quite often. How often do they get a head start? It's, it's in games. Not not that often at all. They're normally really, really good. I'm surprised because he he was never on side to begin with. He didn't even go back ten. This is what I mean. He started he started off side, and they know they've got to be back ten. So. It's a bit surprising because the touch judges mark the ten for them, or the you know the ARs and and yeah. and they, they did that and he was he never looked to the to the AR to see where he was, so you know he might have thought he's okay but no he was a long way offside you know the other thing is Sean Stevenson's try, so when um, Jordan Will Jordan got that ball ripped off him by number six um, Luke Jacobson. That mm. was actually a tap, because when you ever look, Will Jordan's both knees are on the ground and Luke Jacobson never let him go. That actually should have been a penalty to the Crusaders, not a try to Stevenson, and that was never called. So, you know, yeah, things go this way and that, but you can't, you know, booing the officials and things, not, you know, it's not cool. And Clay McMillan didn't help. You know, he, he, he hinted to them that, oh, you know, the crowd... Boo the official, that that should tell you something. I mean, really? Sort of stuff? I mean, Sam Whitelock in the line-outs, absolutely owned him. And, you know, I mean, Sam Kane doesn't front to the press conference, and McMillan said he didn't front because he was disappointed. So, if we lose the World Cup finally, you're not going to front. I'd like to see you try that with World Rugby, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good point, uh, John. Actually, some very good points. Love to hear it from a refereeing perspective as well. Much more balanced than just the, um, the fans. So, hey, John, appreciate your call this this morning. Thank you very much, and take your point on a number of those decisions. You're right. Uh, throughout the course of eighty minutes, there's uh, any number of things you could get the microscope out and say, really, really, technically, technically. Uh, Mikey, good morning to you, Mikey from Christchurch. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like a lot of Christchurch people phoning this morning. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> <today's Smithy. laughs> yeah, obviously over the moon. Um, 
Yeah, look, the Chiefs players upset and, and the fans, fair enough. I mean, I remember when we lost the second game this season, I wanted to ring in and I thought some of the tries that disallowed with this, that and the other. But there's no point because you're tired with the whole year of one-eyed can-tab brush and now the shoe's on the other foot, I guess. I mean, that, that forward pass we did, absolutely forward. I mean, there's no denying that. Um, but again, Anton Linnett has been said uh, multiple times, definitely didn't mean to, but um, World Rugby have ruled that if you go in like that, um, that's a red card offence, whether we like it or not. And um, if we think that's harsh, just think what's going to happen during the World Cup from the refereeing side down down the mm. lane there. Um, if there's one thing that uh, I take, obviously, after all the celebrations, etc., is that um, the bulk of the team's made up of these Crusaders and Chiefs. And how exciting is that in terms of uh, our grit, defence and toughness? Because I thought it was a fantastic game. If you um, take eye patches and caps off and whatever, just, just in terms of the physicality, Outstanding. Look, totally agree. Uh, you know, it uh, was befitting of a final. You know, uh, grand finals are supposed to go pretty much down to the wire. It did. Uh, only five points in it, uh, and that was because uh, of a penalty right on time. You, you're dead right. Anything could have happened. Um, it, it could have been any result. There's, uh, there'll be a whole bunch of Chiefs fans around the country absolutely fuming when they get together over the cup of coffee and things this morning. Um, and we know the referee um, and the officials will be a target for that, but you do still have to look at the fact. You still have to, in all honesty, look at the fact that you cannot beat the Crusaders with 14 guys for just under half of the game. You just can't do that. Mikey, thank you uh, very much for uh, your call this morning. I think we'll head to uh, Fokatani now, shall we, and go to Brian. G'day, Brian. Good morning, Smitty. Smitty, a uh, couple of things. One, I was at the game last uh, Saturday night. And uh, obviously, obviously uh, I was surrounded by Canterbury supporters. But, and then I came home yesterday and I uh, watched the game uh, analytically. So to me, I mean, that forward pass, that was blatantly, obviously, on the paddock. So my, my biggest gripe with that is uh, the Crusaders were on attack, forward pass, went down to the Chiefs line, we kicked it clear, and 90 seconds later, 90 seconds from the forward pass, they score. If the forward pass had been scored, uh, called, sorry, we would have had a scrum and beat. <laughs> the boot would have been on the other foot. But my point is, there's four officials on the paddock, three on the paddock, one upstairs, scrutinising the players like every second, uh, every second of the game. There should be one person scrutinising the officials and calling them up on it, because it, that, that was the game-changer. Well, look, they do have people marking them, but they don't have people uh, calling them up on... I mean, the, uh, uh, the guy that should have the power to do that is the TMO. I mean, the TMO has the benefit of replays, the TMO has the benefit of live vision as well. He has all the cards to deal with upstairs. He simply has. So, look, um, Brian... There are a lot of things throughout that uh, 80 minutes that could have been better, uh, I think, for the Chiefs. And, and I, I'd, I'd go back to the point. I think everyone's a bit disappointed from their aspect because they've had such a great season. They've played such a great brand of rugby. Um, and, you know, I think uh, even outside, outside of uh, Christchurch, they were pretty much the team everyone wanted to win. I, I think there's no doubt about that. But um, in, in all honesty, they couldn't. They simply could not do that. It's a parallel with the Blues last year. Blues played all the cards up until the final. Couldn't get it done. Chiefs, 
been so dominant throughout the season, unbeaten against all New Zealand sides, beaten only by the Reds, couldn't get it done. Uh, and there's almost an element of surprise, I think, disappointment. They just wanted to be the ones. They just, and all you fans, just wanted to be the ones that stopped it to finally put a, a stop to it. And they couldn't. And it still goes on. And who's going to bet against them next year? I do not know. I really don't. I won't be betting against them. Um, can we go to uh, Steve from Auckland as well? Steve, good morning to you. Yeah, morning, morning, Smithy. Um, I've got two points, but just quickly on your your sermon. I actually thought it was quite thought-provoking, especially in and around passion. Um, I think passion's a good thing, like you. Didn't have too much of an issue with the the booing of the officials. Just shows that there's some uh, some passion out there. Don't really enjoy people going to the referee's social network and, yeah, some of it's just absolutely shocking. Anybody out there who can, who can see that, I mean, I say in the main, I thought Ben had a pretty good mistake, but like the previous caller said before, the forward pass, you got a TMO watching it in real time, it was missed. Um, just on my two, two points, so, Sean Stevenson, boy, I hope we don't make the mistake of picking out one guy's fault because I tell you what, what he brings to the table in terms of his long, long kick game, and also his taking of high balls. But the way he basically works in with Narawa, especially those two as a combo, work really, really well. You look track history. Some of our greatest ever players. I'm even going to say this, and it might hurt a few people out there. But even the great Christian Cullen, defensively, was not the best defensive fullback that the All Blacks have ever had, and. For a lot of people who disagree with me, you can go back and look at tapes of that. No question on his attack ability, but I hope, Smithy, we don't make that same mistake with Stevenson because he's got a skill set that's made for international rugby. He would walk into any international team in in, in the world. And um, I'll just get my final point out. Mm. The Crusaders, this dynasty, you know, if you look throughout sport in the world, We've seen some great teams, the Chicago Bulls, the Boston Celtics, the Manchester United. I had no issues putting the Crusaders in that conversation, and even more so because, you know, you look at all those teams, they had a core of great players at the time. Even if you look back to the Auckland team of the 80s and 90s who had a core of great players with longevity that kept that team strong for a long time. This Crusaders team and their coach got an incredible ability to bring anybody in, injuries or not, and and make them into better players. And at the end of the day, they get they get the job done. So I listen. I have no issues putting them in the conversation as one of the great sporting franchises in in world sport. I totally agree, absolutely um, with that, Steve. And uh, you're coming from a neutral point of view. Uh, in that respect, so uh, I, I'm absolutely uh, with you there. They they certainly um, deserve to be regarded in terms of provincial uh, competitions around the world, leagues, champions leagues, all that sort of thing in football. Break it down, IPLs, the whole damn shamozzle. They're right up there, probably the best, in fact, when you consider the quality of the opposition year after year. Uh, thanks for your calls. It's uh, coming up to 9.45.